0: So the big question coaches ask is this, how are coaches like us get trained how to coach, then left alone struggling, struggling on how to get confident in our practice, how to monetize this valuable skill and get customers who pay, how to build a solid coaching business, and what to do next, what to do next to grow and to be on the top of the industry. And in this podcast, we are determined to deliver the answers to you, bringing top coaches, leaders in their space, and other professionals serving the coaching industry, having extraordinary conversations, and share the hidden secrets to apply them to your business. I believe a coaching business is set to thrive. My name is Gary Mamre, and I want to thank you so much for spending part of your day with me listening to the Coaching Startup Secrets Podcast. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Gary Amri and welcome to the Coaching Startup Secrets podcast. I'm happy today to have as a guest one of my uh, friends, if he allows me to say that. One of the persons that, uh, I'm going to be brutally honest, I shared this recently with him and um, uh, I'm happy to share it to whoever is listening to us. He is a uh, let me be uh, very direct. He is the most close person that I appreciated, but he, like, during the last couple of years, uh, due to, to so many reasons, a little bit selective, um, not selective, I, I tried to isolate myself, but I couldn't isolate myself from Paul, Paul Reese. And I got the chance to meet Paul, like, three or four years back, and to be mm-hmm. honest, he was uh, marking my last year's, uh, with his uh, generosity, his wisdom, his uh, amazing words, his capability. And this is maybe I didn't share this with Paul before, but uh, uh, Paul Reese, he's, he's our guest today. But I never met someone who can put thoughts, emotions, ideas into words, into simple words like Paul is doing. So uh, uh, welcome, Paul Reese with us today. And I'm really glad. I'm very happy to... Uh, to, to have you on our podcast today so that are gonna
1: add value to, to, to thousands of people who are listening to us. Well, thank you for your generous heart and intro. Yeah, it's very we do go back some way and um, we are we are very close friends and we've shared many wisdoms and many secrets. And yeah, I do value our support system we have for each other, and I value our think tanks that we have on a regular basis also. So yeah, it's uh, the feeling goes both ways, my friend, because it has to have an equal mind in order to get brilliance that we get out of our conversations.
0: Amazing, amazing! See how Paul, you 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 are putting the words. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, I know that this is gonna be uh, your first interview in the Coaching Startup Secrets podcast, and uh, I'm gonna kindly request you to be with us another time, but. Today, I want to I ask you about something that uh, I know that you've been exploring for years. And uh, as, as one of the like, great and big successful coaches in the UK, I learned from you a lot of things. But one of them is the importance of emotional intelligence for any human being, but basically for coaches. So let me get the chance of having you here today and to ask you this question, like coaches and emotional intelligence. Yes, this is a tool. Yes, many people that have good knowledge about emotional intelligence, but how to put this skill, this knowledge, this high EQ into practice to get the best experience of a coaching session or a coaching partnership?
1: Great question, thank you. And um, you know, emotional intelligence is is probably the most valued currency in the business world right now, and it's it is superseding it is superseding IQ. IQ is important. It's important that we understand IQ and that we have levels of IQ because that allows us to drive experience, drive quality of ideas. But EQ is the interpersonal part of you that is eager and that craves the success of people around you. So, when you look at your close, when you look at your support system, family, children, business, associates, those who practice unconditional, transparent emotional intelligence, they find that what they project out is success for others, for themselves. From their own interpersonal skills. So your own emotional intelligence is a, is a care and share part of you that you practice on a daily basis that insists on those in your support system to be at the greatest success level if they can. So let's put this into, into simple terms. I am married to my beautiful wife, Deborah. So if I'm practicing my emotional intelligence, my interpersonal skills that make up for marriage, then what I would be doing or offering to my wife, Deborah, my offering to her would be everything that I do in every day with my wife, Deborah would be making her love herself more than me. So my skills, my role as a husband is to make my wife love her more than she could love me. And then organically, she will love me back equally. That's the byproduct of emotional intelligence is the more you make somebody else successful, the greater they wish you to be. It's an exchange, an invisible exchange of desire for each person to be the best they can from the experience they are learning from yourself. That's emotional intelligence.
0: That's amazing. Now, this kind of relations, now you are highlighting the example that you've been using is you and Deb, a great couple, um, two people who are living with each other and, and so on and so forth. So people will say, okay, that's true. But at the end, these are people who really care about them. We are living with them and we build our life together towards a certain goal and to finish it uh, together. But how things look like when we are within an organization? when we are uh, with colleagues, when we are uh, with the boss, how this concept that you've been describing is going to be applied within the roof of an organization or a company? That would be applied to so the simplest
1: and most basic ingredient of emotional intelligence in the workplace, in the corporation workplace, or any team, any CEO environment would be, it is my job, to make his or her job as easy as it can be during this working day. So, effectively, for every person, every individual in that corporation business, regardless of what level they are functioning at or what level their payroll is, they come in with a clear understanding that this is their job to make the person next to them. Either side, in front, behind, below, or up in payroll, it's their job to make their job, they make their role within that corporation as easy as possible from every action, thought, and call to action that they create within their working day. So if they go in with the understanding that everything they do in their working day creates a result of bettering of everybody else in that environment then you have a guarantee business success. That's called, that is called corporational health.
0: That's great. That's good. But what if the person in front of me or my colleague or whoever, he's not like singing at the same rhythm. He's not, he's not at the same wave as as, as I'm acting.
1: How to overcome this. And that will always be the case. Not one person is firing at the same level of emotional intelligence as the next person. We are we all have very micro different places in our levels of inte- emotional intelligence. So then you go so your interpersonal skills then within your emotional intelligence would be the understanding as to where that person opposite is in their self worth, their belief, their confidence. So when you have a clear understanding of how, of how the people around you are firing emotionally, then you can easily adjust your direction of support to accommodate and help build each of those individuals emotionally within the business. We have that organic ingredient in us all. We're all born with interpersonal skills. They get reshaped and somewhat manufactured during the early parts of our lives. Then we have choices as we become adults. We then we have freedom of thought. Once we get to that age of becoming independent as an adult in life, we now have freedom of thought. We're no longer reliant on our parents to create those thoughts and directions for us. We now create our own. So when you have freedom of thought, that means then, then you decide how you wish to use that freedom of thought. So is our freedom of thought to help the growth and benefit of those around you so coming back to the work environment that uh, that person opposite me isn't firing on the same level or the same thought level as where I am and then you know your job isn't to change that person but your job is to help influence the belief of confidence in that person by allowing them the freedom to express and grow their ideas' strength, their ideas' values. People struggle to grow when they're not given the outlet to grow, when they're not given the environment, the safe environment, to give ideas that that on times will actually offer nothing other than the opportunity to share an idea. That's how people grow in the currency of success in life and business by being allowed to be in a trusted environment, to share ideas and enjoy positive conflict.
0: This is clear, Paul, and this is good. Thank you for that. Now, this is bringing me to to think about the situation of a coach who is approaching an organization, company, or to work, like to develop certain areas, to work on some deficiencies, to, to help them overcome some challenges, and so on and so forth. Do I understand from what you've been saying that it's going to be highly recommended for me as a coach to approach the company as a whole rather than working on cases? Because what I understood from you, there's a lot of interaction with an organization. I have the chance, okay, maybe I have the option to deal with one of the top executives and maybe after coaching him, he will reach a level of awareness that he's going to implement this. But still... My question, to put it in, in another word, do you recommend coaching not only individual, but also do some group coaching within organizations to get the best results or dealing only with the executive can work?
1: Absolutely. Working on groups, working on the whole payroll is essential. Your job as a coach is to improve the efficiency which organically improves the profits of the business. Let's look at it this way, Karim. If I was to say to you, okay, business success is a guarantee. To have a successful business is 100% guaranteed until we marry into that business module, that business idea, our own doubts, our loyalty to disappointments. We marry into our business ideas our doubts and disappointments that we inherited from our life before being a business person. So to be truthful, a business should not be unsuccessful. A business, every business has enough information, enough processes, and enough books and inf- to actually guarantee success. Success in a business is not new, Karim. It's been going for many hundreds of years. Right. It's not new to society. So creating a successful business is easy. It's actually creating a successful people to create a successful business is what's essential in coaching. I have no desire to go into a business and introduce processes. They can find them for nothing. They don't need to pay a coach to understand how to make a business successful. The reason why you employ a coach is to understand how to make people successful within the business and increase the seat value, the emotional seat value of every individual on an annual basis, and that will increase the profits on an annual basis.
0: Amazing. Now, what, this is highly valuable, Paul. And now, let me ask you this, this final question. I know that you've been for over a decade basically coaching businesses and the executives. And, and I know that each company is having. They're true. Each company is having their challenge, despite the fact that maybe the names are similar. I have a problem in managing my team, or I have. But when you like dive deep and check the, the main uh, issues and the main challenges, each company is having their own blueprints, and so. But let me ask you this: from the years that you've been dealing with clients, and companies, and what's the common challenge that You've been like, not you facing, but you found companies are facing and that a coach can help in and help overcome. The most
1: common practices, there are three. Blame culture, ego, and individualism. Individual agenda. So here's the thing, when you build a company, you then, you don't build a company, you build a personality. A company is a personality, not a solid item. You say that companies all go through their different issues. Actually, no, they're all the same issue. They just have a different color. Okay. So let's put issues in be in different colors, but they're all exactly the same. They generate from exactly the same place, which are people. A business, if a business is failing to sell, that's not because they've got a product issue, it's because they've got a people issue within the business, they've got a leadership issue. But those leaderships, the leadership issues, they're coming from what would then be breakdown in ideas, values, communication, understanding the power of ideas. You see, every business has the same issue, just the issues of different shapes. Nothing more, different colors, nothing more. You see, a business is designed to create a product or service. Then you sell that product or service from an excellence that's it. That excellence comes from the excellence of the people within the business and how they're interacting and working with each other. You can't sell excellence if you don't have excellence within the business. Now, excellence doesn't come from false motivation. It comes from your heart. Your excellence comes from your blueprint, your desire, your heart to express the best of you within that business. And I'm not talking about, we're not talking about meeting deadlines here. We're talking about how you care about the person next to you and how efficient you are making that person efficient in their working day. How do you, you, we are no longer leaders. We are people thinkers. The word leader is now old-fashioned. What we are, we are individuals that that work in a business that, that have highly trained, understood the philosophies of the people that we have working with us. Understanding the values, understanding the interpersonal skills, understanding how each one of those individuals ticks emotionally. Almost we have to become emotional experts,
0: not leaders now. Emotional experts. In fact, this is the main three Challenges, let's say, that you've been highlighting as, as you mentioned, the blame culture, the individualism, and the ego. This is about emotional intelligence. This is about how the more you are working and increasing your level of emotional intelligence, the more you're going to be able to manage your ego, to deal with, with your, your Because like all, they are putting in the same basket of you. And um, yeah, so I know that you are... More like your whole, I won't say your whole experience, but most of the years you've been acting as an executive coach. What do you think about emotional intelligence coach? Is it a kind of positioning a coach can take or emotional intelligence is something that a leadership coach, an executive coach, a life coach, even a fitness coach or a coach has to consider as a main tool in his work. How how do you think about this book? Well, I think that you know there are, there are coaches for all
1: styles of business practice. And I think that it's important to have that variety, to fit with that current personality style of each business. There'll be business personalities that will have no recognition of emotional intelligence. And they will need to go through their journey. They will need to go through their journey to get to that point where it's recognition of We need to understand our staff. We need to understand how they tick emotionally. We need to do that so we can get the best out of them. There's very clear evidence here, and this isn't something I've just pulled from my head. There's proven evidence that you will lose 40% of your employee before they have got out of bed if they haven't got the space and environment within their workspace to share the best of them. You lose 40%, 40% of their efficiency, of their potential, of their ideas values, of their seat value before they've got out of bed and come into work because they haven't got the right environment where they can offer the best of them with the right leaders that are are ready to nurse the best of them into the business. Gone are the days of deadlines. We're now at the days
0: of care, share, amazing amazing I'm gonna add with that's amazing Paul. thank you thank you so much Paul. i'm really i was enjoying each and every second of, of, <laughs> uh, of our conversation as usual and learning a lot thank you thank you so much and um for those who are listening to us now i already requested from paul to be our guest another time and we're going to explore with him some secrets and the main secrets that helped him to build his successful business, Paul, he's been in the coaching for so many years. And for sure, he was going through a lot of advices, a lot of challenges, a lot of adventures that led him to who he is today as one of the most successful executive coaches. So thank you again, Paul. It was great having you with us. And for those who are listening to us now and before uh, seeing us again, Have a look at the uh, episode notes. You're going to find where to find Paul, where to get value from Paul, where you can approach him to help you overcome, basically, like these challenges within organizations. These things that we are thinking about them, we feel them, but we can't find the solution for them. We can't put them in words, and Paul is going to be there uh, to help you. Thanks again, Paul, and uh, looking forward to see you soon. (laughs) Thank you very much, my friend. It's been an honor. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. If you got any value from it, please give the show a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, as that makes a big difference. And if you're not there yet, join the Goal Getters Nation Facebook group today, where the podcast behind the scenes are shared, more lives with our guests and lots of like-minded people with lots of valuable shared content. Be part of the nation and let's get the word out to help coaches Get better, get clients, and get their goals achieved. The link to join the Goalgetters Nation group is in the below episode notes. We're glad to have you on board. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of Coaching Startup Secrets Podcast. I will see you on the next one.